Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I'm your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Pearl LLC, certified master coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode, we'll dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, family, and in life. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So I want to first um, just say I'm excited to have this woman on, and I'm not going to um, go into an introduction myself. I am going to let her introduce herself to the listeners and tell everyone a little bit about who she is outside of what she's known for, which is that mom and wife. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And can you introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, Tamara. Thanks. Yeah, I am my name is Abby, Abby Clevas. My real name is Abigail, but most people call me Abby. Um, I'm from here in Michigan. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan, and I grew up here in Grand Rapids. Um, I'm a mom of four to one boy, three girls, and I've been with my husband, Mike, for 24 years next month. I am also a registered dental hygienist, and um on my way to becoming a mentor for young women. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, a lot of titles, a lot of different hats you wear. Yeah. Um, what do you feel is your life's purpose and why do you feel so passionate about it through some of the things outside of your regular nine to five, being a mom um, and being a wife? Well, you know, two years ago, if somebody would have asked me what my life's purpose is, I would have had no clue. Um, I probably would have just shuddered at the thought of that question. Um, I went to a women's retreat back in September of 2018, and I started asking God to, you know, show me what my purpose is. And um, I came across Ephesians 2.10, where it says that I am his handiwork. I'm created in Jesus Christ ahead of time to do good works. Mm. So I started looking at the word handiwork. And in Hebrew, it's the word yetzer, which means a form of framing a purpose. Mm. So that really spoke to me. And then I started thinking about how God has continually put women on my heart, specifically young women, um, just to speak into their lives about knowing their true identity, knowing who they are in Christ. And to help them further along their life and be able to go through trials and overcome these things because there's going to be many of them. Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm very passionate about this um, realization and understanding of who you are in Christ because it's just a powerful tool to use 
whatever is coming your way, whether it's good or bad. Some people think that you might need this just to get through hard things, but knowing who you are in Christ and your purpose will help you with decision-making, with jobs, with relationships, with parenting. Um, a lot of times people beat themselves down about how they are as a person. And once you know who you are in Christ, you are a lot more confident and can move forward knowing that you made a right decision with the Lord's help. Mm -hmm. That is, that is so true. Um, so was there anything that you had experienced in your personal life that has kind of shaped your passion towards working with women? For sure. I, when I started this journey about finding my true purpose and my true identity, um, I had to just stop and ask myself, when was the last time I felt like myself apart from a mom or a wife mm. or just who I used to be before anything came into my life like that? And honestly, the last time I remember somewhat knowing myself is when I was 12. Um, and it was so long ago. And, you know, back then I had this innocent view on the world and people in the world, you know, everything was just great. And, um, you know, I had no worries, no stress. I definitely slept all through the night. And then the following year when I turned 13, I met my boyfriend, um, you know, pretty involved with him. It was just like a new thing at that age. I ended up getting pregnant. So I went from just a regular teenager to uh, being wrapped up in a relationship and becoming mm. a mom. And, you know, it's, I felt like I lost my identity along the way. I went from Abby to a statistic, a pregnancy statistic. And then I went from, in my mind, I went through all these things, like the sibling who messed up, the girl who was in church pregnant at youth group the girl who had epilepsy, the girl who lost her friends because their moms didn't approve of hanging out with her anymore. Mm. And then I went to on to become Mike's wife or, you know, the mom of two, then three, then four, then to just a student, then to a dental hygienist and then to a stay at home mom. And even I, even though I was those things, I didn't feel like it was, it was good enough. I was always like, well, you're just a stay at home mom type of thing. And I started getting down on myself. Like, where is my life going? What am I actually doing with my life? And then I had a good friend, uh, my friend, Jackie Alston, who sent me a book by TD Jake's daughter, Sarah Jake's. And when I read this book, her life story, it was like reading my own life story. She was also young, pregnant, in church and I couldn't help but just to cry and agree with everything she wrote in that book. It was like what I've been trying to express, but I never had the words to say. It. And it really motivated me to um, set some goals, start writing a book, putting my story out there. Mm -hmm. That was um, a lot for someone listening to take in I know it was um because it was a lot for me to just take in but not in a bad way in a sense that 
there's someone listening in who has gone through, who's feeling it, who's felt it, who is still dealing with the shame, the embarrassment, the loss mm-hmm. of that part of their lives. Right. And they're still wearing that hurt. They're still wearing that pain, that shame, that embarrassment. Um, And you shared about writing your story. Did you find that writing your story was freeing, um, that it allowed you to release? What feelings came from or what, what were you feeling or thinking when you decided to say, I'm actually going to put this out of me and onto paper for others to read? Um, my initial feeling after the very thought of, hey, look, I could write a book. My immediate reaction in my head was, yeah, you don't really know how to write a book. Are you crazy? And then I started thinking about how I actually love to write. I love to journal. And I've always had this thing in my head. If I could just help one girl, just one girl and encourage one girl in my life, that would be good enough for me. Um, So yeah, I was pretty scared about it. But then um, and I also got nervous about people knowing things that I've never shared with others, um, including family members. And um, but it, it just kept pushing me more and more as I prayed about it, I got more excited about it. And, you know, I got confirmation from the Lord that this is what he wants me to do and share, you know, how I've overcome many trials in my life. Yeah. Because I, I, I I sense that this is just a glimpse into your journal. This is just a glimpse into your diary of a collection of things that so many women will be able to benefit from once you are able to put everything out there, um, not saying bearing your soul, so to speak, but as that young girl who will be opening up your chapter in this book and actually reading um, the story right now, I know there are a lot of people who are listening to um, this podcast. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that this would be something you would be doing today? Oh, no, absolutely not. I, I always just um, kind of felt like I had to just sit in the background of my life mm. and play it safe because I was a young mom. I didn't know the first thing about parenting. I didn't want my son to, you know, get involved in the world. And um, I, just, I just wanted to make sure I was raising him right. So I definitely just sat in the background play it safe and keeping things to myself. Um, I didn't want to be a burden to others because I already felt that I burdened my parents just by being a young mom. Um, So why stir up anything, you know, just keep it safe, play it safe. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't share anything with anybody really. So for years you've carried that weight. I have. And I've talked to people before where, you know, they've 
told me, you know, you don't have to be ashamed. Like, look at your son, how great he is, you know, and I've, uh, and I, you know, when somebody compliments you, you don't, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. Even though my son is great, it wasn't until the day of his wedding when a guy came up to me and he said, you know, you've raised a a really great son. You, you know, you're, you guys are doing great. And I just kind of said, oh yeah, that wasn't nothing I did, you know. That wasn't the kind of kid I was. And he's like, can I stop you for a minute? He said, when somebody compliments you on your son, he said, just say thank you. Cause it's, cause he's a gift. He's a yeah. gift and it's your son is the goodness of the Lord. That's yeah. who he is. It's a gift for you of how good the Lord is. And it just really blew me back <laughs> because we're in the middle of, you know, my son's reception and this guy tells me this like mind blowing <laughs> concept there. <laughs> oh so, yeah. I just had to agree with him. And I've always looked at it now that how good the Lord is to me. Yeah. Because he allowed you to be the vessel to give birth to your child who has purpose on this earth, but also outside of what others may have viewed as a mistake it's a blessing it was it was yeah it's It's a blessing blessing. so god used you to raise him to be what he is today so yeah um i'm with the the guy you know mom take a bow you know (laughs) i don't i don't think a lot of us give ourselves credit enough because that used to be me Um, I have two older children, a 27-year-old and a 26-year-old. And um, although the 27-year-old isn't my biological child, he acts like I gave birth to him. (laughs) But my 26-year-old, I was a single mother for years um, in raising her. And I had someone say that very thing to me. You raised your daughter to be a very well-rounded and respectable young woman you should, you know, pat yourself on the back. And I had to kind of pause and step back for a minute. Mm -hmm. All I was focused on was the struggle. Right, right. Um, The the behind the scenes gossip and talk because I got pregnant at a young age. Um, You know, all of the stuff that the world wants us to focus on and God had to remind me that that little person that you are about to give life to, you're looking at me when you're pushing this person out. So never lose sight of who you are and whose you are because of a mistake that you made. The act is the mistake, but that child is the blessing. Um, Absolutely. So I truly applaud you um, because you don't look like you have uh as many children as you say you have (laughs) you look young so that you know you're blessed because of that you know Um, (laughs) thank you so you made reference to a book you made reference to writing um share with the listeners uh any new projects that you're working on right now yeah i'm uh currently a while back i started a small group in my home for women um, called Facets and Rubies. I decided with that name because when I was on that women's retreat, um, 
that word kept coming up, kept coming up. And so did the verse about she is more precious than rubies and how rubies are actually more valuable than diamonds. And most people think the yes, opposite yeah. and uh, facets just means different sides of things. So I feel like, you know, every woman has a different story, a different side, a different viewpoint, and they're all precious. And um, in that verse where it says she is more precious than Ruby, when they use the word she, they're actually talking about wisdom. Wisdom. And I think as women, we are full of wisdom. <laughs> Just give yeah. us a microphone and we'll let you know how it is. <laughs> exactly. So I'm doing that. Um, I start, Like I said, I started that in my home and then yeah. the whole virus started coming and I had to shut that down. But that's still what I'm working towards. Um, but I've changed it more to a one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions, just um, encouraging sessions, uh, mentoring type sessions. Mm -hmm. um, and I've started reaching out to different groups online that focus towards um, young moms. And uh, <laughs> a couple months ago, there was a girl that commented on a, a Facebook page and all it said was, I need a friend. Mm. and two or three girls commented on there that said hey I'll be your friend and I was the fourth person that commented there and I said hey I'll be your friend too well one of the girls started a group a Facebook group and now there's I don't know maybe over 600 women on this group from all over the country beautiful and we've all got to know each other and we encourage each other and I'm currently working with um, a girl in Texas and a girl in Florida in you know, I've always said, if I can just help one, I'm right. fine with that. Right. That sounds amazing. Not just that, but as authentic as anything I've heard of can be. Um, because that, that, that was a spark. Mm -hmm. And that's all it takes sometimes is just a spark to light the flame needed to do what God has called us to do. So yes, many people absolutely. think when they say, well, I, I'm praying about it. I got to pray about it. Okay, so you have to pray about it for 12 years before you hear God say, do something. And it could come from the most least likeliest thing. Um, not dressed up in what we think it should be dressed up in or not looking the way we think it should look. But in your case, one person saying, I need a friend. Right. I need a friend. And I don't think we oftentimes think about the people who need friends. Those who aren't bold enough to say that. Right. There's tons of them crying out and we oh. don't even know it. Oh, and I think when I asked God years ago to show me my purpose and when he showed me, I kept saying, but, but so many people come to me and they telling me about their problems and who do I talk about mine? And it was, it was mm -hmm. clear, me. Right. I said, okay, Lord, you know, it was that use me and I keep you as my source right that Absolutely. personal relationship so i do applaud you um for that yeah. um because it, it is people don't know outside of what i do 
I mm-hmm. also work with uh, teen women. Um, I have a heart for it um, because if we don't go back and reach for them and give them the wisdom and teach them, sometimes they get lost. And I don't think my heart would let me even know that and not, you know, it, it, it would just, it would hurt me too much to know that I had an opportunity to speak life into them and I didn't take it, you know, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do. And it's funny um, that you say that word spark because, um, you know, I always write down words that are very meaningful to me. I do too. Spark, <laughs> flicker, flame, yeah, flame. fire. Yeah. Those have always been been in my vocab and part of my my journaling all that um Uh and it stemmed from the very first time I got to go out as a teen mom and I my mom you know she had my baby and I got to go and hang out with this girl from youth group Uh she was actually in um you know one of the um worship leaders and she was sitting in the front with another girl and all we did was go to coffee but to me that was everything I was like oh my gosh like I feel like a real teenager and I heard her talking in the front seat with this girl and she was talking about how she prays for the Lord to set her heart on fire Mm. I was like wow like what does that mean you know and I always thought about that and then you know again when I was on this retreat I was at one point just on my knees praying, Lord, help set my heart on fire like never before for you. And that is my prayer all the time. And then I started making just these little small videos that I would post online. And then I started calling them flicker to flame. Mm. (laughs) Because my heart would just be so on fire randomly. And I would just be like, oh, I want to share this with somebody. (laughs) Anybody, I wish they could feel what I'm feeling at this moment. Yes. So is that something that you currently still do? I do. I do. Okay. 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 I I love that. Um I love all of the things that that you're doing and what you're called to um and I see bringing you back and uh, having more of a discussion about that because my calling is for women, young and old, mm-hmm. um, because it's needed. Um, so I love the projects that you're working on. Um, I cannot wait. My heart just skips a beat when I think about <laughs> the anthology um yes that is coming I am I don't think I have ever been this excited other than one time um when my (laughs) stage play my stage play was was about to be shown for the first time um have I had this feeling and this feeling I know it to be God reminding me of the people who will be changed because of it. Yes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Because my first book was not for me, but for the millions of other people who I know still to this day. And I, I launched that in 2012, but still to this day, 
people lives have been changed and are still being changed because of wow. it. Um, and we don't have any idea what God sets in motion when we choose to be obedient and yes. be in alignment. Yes. That are, those are the things that sometimes I sit in my office and I cry not out of, you know, sadness or anything, but out mm -hmm. of just being grateful and being thankful that I stopped trying to do things in my own right. Yeah. That I stopped thinking that can't nobody do it better than me. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, you're taking too long. You're moving too slow. But that right. I slowed down long enough to let him take the lead. Right. Um, and, and I've had to pray about that recently. Just, you know, I get all excited about this book and the ventures that I'm headed. And I say, yeah. I remind myself and I say, it doesn't matter what you have planned in right. your head, Abby, the Lord right. could take you in a whole nother direction. A whole different a whole nother direction. A whole nother direction. And, and I'm willing, I'm willing at this point in my life. I'm just like, you know what? Take me where you want. <laughs> take me where That's you want. Because this book project, I don't think many of you realize where it is about to take you. I, no, I, I'm still, I'm still like, uh, I, I don't. <laughs> like, think, is this really well, happening? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and I say that because I didn't realize where my first works took me. Um, mm -hmm. Still to this day, I'm baffled at the places God has positioned me and the people he's put me in front of and the mm -hmm. stages he's put me on and the connections that I've made because I said yes to a calling that I had. Well, before. I'm grateful for here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what he was calling me to do. I just said yes. Um, so I applaud you all. And like I said, I y'all don't know, I sit at home sometimes and I'm just in my office just like, <laughs> you know, and I listen to, um, I love Tamala Man and her mm -hmm. recent song, um, came out and it was as I was looking at, uh, the website for the anthology and it just tears came over me. Um, because no matter what, God is able. Um, yes, amen. He's amen. able and I am in expectancy, not knowing what's on the other side, not knowing what's next month, next year, five years, but I know with him at the wheel, it's all good. Amen. So amen. I applaud you for saying yes. I do. I applaud you for saying yes. And as we are coming to a close, um, what are uh, two things that you can leave the audience with for someone who's listening in right now who has heard your story? What are two things that you can leave them with? Not something to just, you know, a, a feel-good moment, but something that will spark them to take action. Mm-hmm. 
I'd have to say for uh, one would be definitely, you know, learn your identity in Christ, learn mm. it because you want to find out what he has called you to do. What is your purpose mm. so that you're not wasting your life away, especially if you're just so confused or down mm. in the dumps, it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Don't let, don't get lost and, and let something that happened to you define who you are or who you're going to be or who you want to be. Right. you're not defined by that you're defined by who god says you are mm. the second thing i would definitely say is don't isolate yourself i've learned this many times um, about isolating myself um, and some of this is in my book too or my chapter and no matter how bad things get it's just never a good idea to isolate yourself and be alone with your own thoughts when you're mm. depressed that's right. Um, you know, I've learned that that's when the enemy comes in and he will talk me out of a lot of good things I have going for me and tell me that's not important. It's not going to make a difference. It's not, you're not going to have any impact on people. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that just because I'm feeling that way or I'm thinking that way, I remind myself that in Isaiah 55, 8, it says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. Hmm. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. And when I recite that to myself, I immediately come out of that depression. And I say, you're right. I know that whatever I'm thinking right now is not from you, Lord, but that's from the enemy. And I hmm. will take that thought captive and I continue to recite that same verse. Hmm. That's awesome. So how is it that people can get in contact with you? Um, how can they follow you on social media and uh, connect with you? Um, I have an email address. It's uh, facetsandrubies.com. And then I also have an uh, Instagram page. Um, it's also facets and, facets and rubies, facets um, underscore and underscore rubies. Um, it is a public one, so it's okay. kind of easy to look up. Okay. All right. So that is it. Only places you want people to connect with you? Um, so far, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really made a Facebook page for that. I tried to just stick with Instagram for that one for now. Okay. Okay. Well, again, I thank you for gracing us with your presence thank you. today. And thank you for um, me. yeah, I am um, excited for what you're doing, what God has called you to do. Um, and the lives that he has called you to impact. Um, can't wait to have you back on to do a read yes. once the book comes out. So everybody listening in, I hope you get your coins together. Um, <laughs> so you all can buy the book. Trust me when I tell y'all, you're going to want to get more than one um, because you're going to want to bless somebody <laughs> else with this. Um, so again, Abby, I thank you for joining me today. Um, all of the fabulous listeners, I thank you for tuning in. And as always, you all know, a pearl isn't a pearl until it's out of its shell.